One of the most exciting races to watch all year is Rookie of the Year. I've got Jeff Carr from Locked on Reds here. We're going to draft who we think is going to win Rookie of the Year. Stay tuned. You are Locked on MLB Prospects, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked on MLB Prospects, your home for all things minor league baseball. I'm your host, Lindsey Crosby. Thank you for making us your first listen every single day. And as I promised, Jeff Carr, Locked on Reds. How you doing, Jeff? Doing good, Lindsey. Thanks for having me. Thanks for making time for me on Super Bowl week. I know this is a big weekend coming up for you, so hopefully we can um, set you up for success tonight and then you guys can win something on Sunday. It's nice for two seconds to not think, is it Sunday yet? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, this is this is going to be fun. I'm looking forward to this. There we go. All right, so here's the ground rules. We are drafting for Rookie of the Year. We are each making five picks, and the way this works is uh, we are going to compare this to the vote totals at the end of the year. If you pick a guy in first place, you get five points. If you pick a guy in fifth place, you get one point. So okay. you don't have to get the Rookie of the Year correct to win the game. Uh, And what is at stake? Absolutely nothing. But we're going to touch up on this, follow this throughout the season. It's going to be a fun little storyline. So uh, we have to decide who's going to go first. So I'm flipping a coin. Heads or tails? Tails. Tails never fails. It was heads. All right. So it failed. (laughs) it, It failed. All right. My first pick, if you've been listening to the show, you are not surprised at this choice of mine. My first pick in the 2022 Locked in MLB Prospects Rookie of the Year draft, Bobby Witt Jr. Whenever you are the high school player of the year and then the minor league player of the year, and you put up essentially what was a 30-30 season in the minor leagues, you remember steal number 30 was taken away from Bobby Witt after the game. Uh, you are a premium athlete. You have plus tools across the board. I think Bobby Witt Jr. has the potential to be one of – like the next wave of generational talents, not just a good player in MLB. So I love having pick one overall because I am taking what I think should be the number one overall prospect in Bobby Witt Jr. The question will be, does he start this year in Kansas City? I think he should. He arguably should have started last year in Kansas City, but I understood their desire to save some service time on a, a rebuilding year and not bring him up right away. It's a good pick. I mean, Bobby Witt, there, there's no weakness in his game. Like you said, all the different accolades and things like that. And if you ask a scout who's watched him play at any level, they've given you grades of like 70s across the board. Like, I think the lowest grade he's got anywhere, at least on his future grades, is like a 60. And mm-hmm. even that's amazing. So I, I, I think that's the easy number one pick there. Probably the guy that I would have went with had I had the number one pick as well. <laughs> Don't sounds like uh, maybe you weren't expecting me to have that pick, but and I probably should have just given it to you as the guest, but it's no, fine. No, no, it's no, perfectly that, fine. That's okay. Because to be honest with you, I got a strategy here, Lindsay, because I was okay. looking at this history has shown at least in, I, I didn't go much further back than the turn of the century, but for the last 21 years, there have been a total of 12 and that's between both leagues pitchers who have won the rookie of the year 
Okay. I'm telling you at least one's going to do it this year. I'm not saying both leagues, but I think one league is going to be a pitcher, and that's who my first pick is going to be. I'm picking Shane Baz. Shane Baz, I think, <gasps> has a really, really good shot to not only be the rookie of the year, but be the kind of guy that transforms the Rays rotation. We never think of the Rays rotation as bad, but with Shane Baz, that kind of gives them the guy who's really going to elevate their game in the starting rotation. They're, they're, you know, they always had the bullpen and things like that. And there's the only uh, caveat of, is he going to get more than five innings on a daily basis? But I think because of that, he's going to pitch throughout the entire year and probably has a lesser chance of getting some dead arm there in the month of September. So I'm picking Shane Bass for my first pick. That is a, a, a great pick. I think it was Monday in, in last Monday's mailbag episode. We talked about Shane Bass. Somebody asked me who I thought would be a better pro Jackson Rutledge versus Shane Bass. And I said, that's not fair to Jackson Rutledge because he's being compared to who I think has probably one of the best fastballs and uh, definitely in the entire race system. And, and a guy that you, you can see the confidence Tampa Bay has in them because I think he did. I think he had three starts in the rotation and then they put him into the playoff rotation. I mean, they, they absolutely full faith and confidence. Like I said, one of the best fastballs in the system, if not all of baseball, and then can throw the slider four strike has the changeup and a curveball. The curveball is not amazing, but what I love is he he's confident enough to throw it early in the count for strikes. And so I think he's going to be somebody where he gets ahead of the count on guys a lot. He's going to be in a lot of pitchers' counts because he's going to be able to come at you aggressively uh, from that very first pitch. And if guy starts sitting, a hitter starts sitting on that curveball, well, he's got one of the best fastballs in the game. He can just um, blow by you. That and the swagger, I think, means that Shane Bowser is a really good first pick. Uh, I'm a little jealous. I actually had him on my big board as number two. I guess I can't have them all. I can't get Bobby Witt and Shane I didn't Baz. peek, I promise. I didn't peek. No, you are good. You are good. Um, I'm I'm probably, for my for the second pick here, I think I'm going to make some of our friends in Detroit pretty happy. I'm, I'm going to skip over the obvious pick of a catcher, and I'm going to take uh, Spencer Torkelson. Okay. So Spencer Torkelson, top overall pick in the 2020 draft, uh, went through three levels in 2021. Then finished up up in AAA, hit 30 home runs, just an absolute ton of power, great patience at the plate, and a guy where he's not going to be asked to do a ton offensively. He's a first baseman, but he's somebody who is going to be able to drive in runs. And I'm one of those guys that thinks Detroit's a bit of a dark horse team this year Mm. simply because of their pitching. I like all these young pitchers. I still think they're going to go out and they're going to sign one of these big free agent shortstops as well. And so I think that whoever they sign is going to give great protection for Spencer Torkelson. And he's really just going to be a force in the middle of this lineup. I'm really looking forward to watching the Tigers this year. They're one of my teams that I'm just, I just want to make sure that I catch, you know, a good couple handfuls of games watching the way that they develop. They came to Grand American ballpark last year and just absolutely wallop the reds in the month of September when everybody was walloping them. But it was kind of part of the schedule where we as Reds fans looked at this and said, oh, hey, it's the easy part. We're going to be all right. And then the Tigers whooped them. I think they scored like 49 runs that Friday night that I was there. Um, 
just overall, that that lineup's going to be really interesting and fun to watch. You're probably talking about maybe Carlos Correa, maybe Trevor Story, one of those guys that gets added to it. Plus, like you said, the pitching staff, Casey Mize, Tariq Skubal, those guys are going to be a lot of fun to watch. Plus, you've still got the old uh, Matt Boyd still kicking around there somewhere, isn't he? Matt Boyd's still kicking around somewhere. Um, I honestly think that Javi Baez is going to do was a decent signing. And I, you know, I, I still think, I still think you can double up kind of like the Rangers did this year and you can bring in somebody else. Javi showed last year, he can play second. Um, People criticize him, but I think he's a good influence in the infield. You bring up a Torgelson, you've got Baez, you get another shortstop. It's going to be absolutely electric uh, there in Detroit. And, and towards the end of the season, Detroit, like you mentioned, and then Arizona, I feel like both those teams were surprisingly tough games uh, in the month of September. Everybody thought that, you know, they're all pushovers and they had plenty of fight and I'm excited to watch them this year. Well, I tell you what, Lindsay, I'm, I think I'm going to have to be a homer on this one because like I said, there's a bit of a theme to the way that I'm figuring the rookie of the year out. Now I know that it's been a while since the Reds have seen a Rookie of the Year candidate. Oh wait, this guy right here. I'm just kidding. No, he he that surprised the heck out of everybody. So I I, I think did. that they got a real shot to go back to back though when it comes to the National League Rookie of the Year, and that is because of the generational talent that is Hunter Green. Hunter Green has a huge shot to be the ace of the staff depending on what they do with Luis Castillo and maybe like a year. Um, Luis Castillo's on the trade block. Sonny Gray's on the trade block. Tyler Malley, depending on who you talk to, might be on the trade block. So Hunter Green's ascendancy through this rotation may be pretty quick. But he's got an amazing fastball that we all know touches 104. He's not going to have to do that every single game. That's just kind of one of those Justin Verlander things like, dude, the situation is tense and I need to reach back for something extra. He can hit 104 on that fastball. Plus, he's got a pretty nice breaking ball to boot. He's working on a third pitch. His changeup is kind of okay. They're saying like, you know, kind of average right now, maybe the chance to be about a 55 grade on the changeup. But for the most part, it's about the fastball and the breaking ball. And he's got pretty repeatable mechanics and there's not his command. While it wasn't amazing when he first got up to triple a and he had a really, he had one game, I think where he gave up like seven home runs. So people are going to look at some numbers that he didn't look good in triple a last year. I I think he's ready. I don't know really what more you want to see out of him at triple a think he'll start the year in the rotation for the reds. And I think David Bell can manage him enough that he doesn't, see that huge drop off in the month of September. So I think he's going to be up there. Do I think he wins it? Maybe not, but I think that he's going to be in the top two. Yeah. And, and he's a guy, again, great fastball, kind of like Shane Boz. I'm noticing a theme here, you know, guys that can throw really hard. The thing about his changeup that I like is it, I feel like it's because of the confidence that he throws it with, and the way that it profiles arm speed wise off of his fastball, it's a good chase pitch, especially against the lefty. And that's something where you can, his fastball doesn't move as much as ideally you would love. And so I think if you, if you're a really good hitter, you're a really skilled hitter, which MLB is full of them, you can time the fastball and you can at least make contact. His ability to mix in the slider and then a little more consistency. Well, one on that slider and then two, 
the change developing a little more, I think, can really make him into a weapon. The control is there. The stuff is there. The mindset, from what I understand, just kind of hearing uh, some of the reports I've seen, he he knows when to be aggressive. He knows when to attack hitters, and he really has the faith in his stuff. And you can tell, I mean, 139 strikeouts in just over 100 innings last year uh, really specializes it at keeping, other than that one start in AAA. And I do worry, uh, I think it was, was it nine of his 11 home runs came off the fastball? Mm-hmm. So I worry that, Again, he's got to mix in the secondaries, but electric fastball looks great. Completely recovered from the Tommy John surgery. Um, even his one start he missed last year in August, I think was like a irritated shoulder. Even that was, he still came back, made a couple starts after it. Feel really good. Really do love that pick. Uh, kind of kind of regretting not taking a pitcher a little higher now. To use a old sports adage, he's just he's a student of the game. He can't get enough. I've I've listened to a couple of different interviews that he's given, and every time I come away thinking, is he more mature than I am? <laughs> what am I asking? <laughs> of course he's more mature than I am. He's way, I mean the dude is just super smart, and he's not going to be a guy I think that gets rattled easy on the mound. Yeah, really knows what he's doing. Okay, this is the time of year when I've I've usually given up on New Year's resolutions, but not this year because my resolution is to eat right, and I'm going to stick to it thanks to Built Bar. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, might be better than a candy bar. All of the Built Bars and the new Puffs, the protein-infused marshmallows, they're all covered 100% real chocolate, Puffs included. Uh, go to Built.com, scroll through the macros chart. You'll be blown away. High protein, low calorie. These things are 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. So much better for you than a candy bar. And if you're looking at the flavors, the puffs, great. Churro, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie, really good. It's like a dessert. The the regular protein bars, coconut almond, mint brownie, new for this month, white chocolate cookies and cream. So go to built.com, check out the list of flavors, Check out the the regular ones. Check out the recurring ones. While you're there, use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 at Built.com. We are joined by Jeff Carr of Locked on Reds doing our Rookie of the Year draft. And for the third round pick uh, for Team Crosby, um, I can't believe the number one overall prospect is still out there. Uh, (laughs) But I'm taking catcher Adley Rutschman of, of Baltimore. And he's a guy, it's taken a little longer than they expected for him to get here. Uh, obviously, he was college player of the year in 2019, but he started off late in 2019 because he was he was sick. I think it was mono or something in 2019. And then obviously, you lost the 2020 season. So, you know, he went all the way through AAA last year, obviously played in the Futures game and was the minor league player of the year for the Orioles and, you know, in their organization last year. But to me, he's a guy that, that for being as young as he is, just has elite play discipline. I mean, he's a guy that best walk rate in the organization, one of the best rate uh, walk rates among hitters in all of minor league baseball. Really, really patient. And I feel like like catchers should be really good at plate discipline, and so many of them are not. I think, you know, like Mike Zunino in, in Tampa Bay can hit a tank, but he can also swing at everything out of the zone. Like, you're a catcher. You do this for a living. Um Adley Rutschman is really, really good at at not only pitch recognition, but able to stay on plan and make make um, consistent contact without sacrificing power. He doesn't sell out a lot for home runs. 
And the power is, I think, elite. I think it's it's something, I mean, 70 grade power. And so I expect him to, if he, st- if he starts in AAA, to be up relatively quickly. I don't believe he's on the 40-man roster. So that's something where minor league season starts. You can have him as the everyday guy in AAA. Whenever the major league season starts, I expect him to come to the big league team and probably play four or five days a week all the way through the season. I'm looking forward to seeing the reaction from our friend Connor Newcomb over at Lockdown Orioles because I believe that just from the outside looking in, whenever Adley Rushman is added to the everyday lineup, that's when, if you're an Orioles fan, you kind of start to mark a bit of a timer in your mind. It's time to start thinking about building the Orioles to a competitive team whenever he's up there. One guy doesn't make a team. We've seen that with Mike Trout. We've seen that with countless players throughout the history of this game, but they've got a couple of different guys that are coming up that they're going to be able to build around and add to. And I know that the AL East is a ridiculous division that always has teams that spend a gajillion billion more than the Orioles, but with a talent like Rushman and some of the other guys coming up, I think that the Orioles could really make some noise in, you know, maybe a year or two, obviously not this year, although this year they could be, a thorn in the side of the AL East uh, hopefuls in the playoffs. I, I, They're going to play spoiler to somebody. Oh, absolutely. And, and it all starts with him and contention, I think, is around the corner for them. And I think they really accelerated the pace of the rebuild when Cedric Mullins dropped switch hitting and figured it out. Yes. Uh, and and he's a guy where if you have him at, the, at the, the top of the lineup. And then now you add in the talent like Rutschman, you have enough threats where you can't just pitch around everybody. You actually have to go after this lineup and you have to 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 face everybody, legitimately face everybody, give everybody a chance to hit. And so I fully expect that to be, um, but like you said, more of a 23 or 24 thing for competing, but definitely going to not be the 100-plus loss pushovers that they were in the past. And they're probably going to give, I would guess, just based on matchups, probably the Blue Jays, the most fits in the American League East. Yeah, you're not going to see them dragging Chris Davis out of retirement again to uh, <laughs> fill a lineup spot. I, I think they're going to be a lot better than that. All right, let's see. Third pick here. We've picked a couple of pitchers. Am I going to go? Oh, man. I'm really thinking about this dude. Really, really like. I got I to gotta, I gotta go one more pitcher. I'm thinking Reed Detmers. I'm thinking Reed Detmers is going to be way up there. I don't. I think that Shane Baz definitely has the much, much higher chance to win the award, especially because he's going to be an opening day. I think Reed Detmers probably starts the year in AAA, maybe breaks camp in the rotation, but a lot of that has to do with what more moves we are going to see with the Angels. There's still a good chance they're one of the teams that are rumored uh, to be going after Luis Castillo and some of the Reds mm-hmm. pitchers. So I'm not sure what the rotation is going to look like once they actually get to camp, but Reed Detmers has the kind of talent and the kind of upside that really could be a first rookie of the year season. Uh, He's got a couple of really good pitchers that you're just going to love. Plus that fastball. I love that fastball. You know me, I'm a sucker for a fastball, obviously with the picks that I'm giving you here. (laughs) And he's a guy that, you know, whenever we started talking about the idea of the Reds, maybe trading with the angels, I'm like, Hmm, Reed Detmers and Steve Granato over at lockdown angels is like, nah, but nah, because he's going to be right up there in that conversation for rookie of the year. That, that curveball to me is something special. You mentioned the fastball, but I mean, it, it, 
it has more than six feet of drop. <laughs> it come, it starts above here and it ends at your feet. Falls I mean, off you a high top table. Yeah, like <laughs> I, it'll just absolutely freeze a batter at its knees. There's one of those things, and you don't see. Uh, I mean, it's, if like people who know me know that like I'm a sucker for a big lefty curveball. I mean, I, I'm staring at a bobblehead of Tom Glavin right now, and 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 yeah. so. You know, being a guy to take a giant curveball like that, you've got a, a pretty decent fastball. Add in a really good slider. It's a hard breaking slider. Comes in on righties. I mean, two two plus breaking pitches. To me, just kind of profiles as a guy that you can see not only uh, make an impact at the big league level, but go deeper into games because you're not having to pump gas all game like a Shane Bell's, like a Hunter Green. You know, you don't. It's it's not as taxing on your arm to throw that curveball to throw that slider and so the delivery really compact easy to to repeat um inside baseball here that was actually reed detmers was my next pick because i wanted a pitcher and i felt bad about not having a pitcher and so like i i, I have all my notes here and i'm i'm like i'm like you know he's probably the number three for the angels go you know going into 22 and i'm like he's gonna pitch the whole year he's going to go great i think the, the changeup's getting better and so something you can drop it on a righty's foot i mean the mix that he has just absolutely makes him a a, a great threat um okay so we are three rounds in quick recap of where everybody is uh Lindsay has drafted shortstop bobby witt jr first baseman spencer torkelson and catcher Anley rutchman uh jeff you have drafted pitchers Shane Boss, Hunter Green, and Reed Detmers. So, oh boy, now it sounds like I've punted this whole draft or something. <laughs> like I feel good about the guys that I pick, but then you, you should. You should. No, it's it's <laughs> it's something like I've got the flashy. You obviously have. I mean, guys that are really good and are, you know, just just have have a lot of of great physical talents. Um, I'm going to take a, a, a page out of your book, and this is something where I don't think he's going to play the entire year. So I don't think he'll win Rookie of the Year, but this is just we are looking for uh, for guys who get votes. I am taking right-hand pitcher George Kirby, mm-hmm. um, and he's a guy where I love a lefty curveball, but his fastball is a whole different creature in big league ball. So when he was in college, he was at Elon, which if you put a gun in my head, I could not tell you where Elon actually is. I think it's in New York state, but anyway, so either. <laughs> uh, yeah, he was like, he was, he was 91 to 94. Well, as a pro, this thing hits 99. It's got a lot of movement late in the zone. So it's, it it's one of those, you're going to, you're going to time it. You're going to catch up to it finally. And it's not going to be where your bat is. So pl- like, Plus, plus command. He can put it exactly where he wants to put it. And his slider is a wipeout slider, kind of mid to upper 80s. And this the kind of pitch where once you're set up for the fastball and you're ready for the the movement the fastball has, the slider is completely out of the zone by the time you, you, you get a swing on it. Uh, has a curveball, has a change. Change has a lot of good separation from the fastball, which I love to see. But they look just about the same. He they can't control it as well, but the arm speed, that's the big thing a lot of guys, a lot of young guys miss is having the arm speed to disguise the curve versus the fastball. So long and lanky kind of dude, but um, good body coordination, good repeatable delivery. I feel like 
George Kirby is going to go far. Even if he doesn't win player of the year, he's still going to go far. He's got the kind of repertoire that just makes you wish that your team would go trade for him because the Mariners are a team that have been linked to Sonny Gray. And I'm like, mm-hmm. hmm, I wonder if they could, they probably can't get him. He's a little bit too high on that radar for Sonny Gray. But I, I just love him and the prospect list that the Mariners have that are probably going to come up this year. I mean, I mean, that's another team. Now, and Lindsay, maybe I'm just like a hungry person going to a grocery store here. I just miss baseball and I want baseball, but the Mariners are also on my list. I really want to watch these guys because I think they are going to be in the playoffs this season. They just missed it. It took them 162 games to get eliminated this last year. I think that they are going to easily make that up, maybe make a couple of moves after this lockout to shore up a few spots. But George Kirby, along with a number of guys like Noel V. Marte and uh, I believe it's um, Joely Rodriguez, isn't it? it Joely, yeah. 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 Uh, Joely. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure. Julio Rodriguez. Yeah. Generational talent. And I forgot his first name. So sorry about that. But uh, (laughs) those guys, Kirby leads that pack as far as dudes who are probably going to make the biggest impact this year. That's a good pick. I like George Kirby. I, it's it's something where I had to get a pitcher. You took my Reed Detmers, and I said, you know what? I want a guy who I think can get votes. I think he can probably lead that Seattle rotation just based on sheer talent alone. I don't know if he'll get to one or two by the end of the season, but still, I think that that's he's probably going to get some some decent votes as long as he stays healthy. Hey, today's show is brought to you by our friends at Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. As we go all the way through the big game this upcoming Sunday, I'm really excited. Listen. The Anthem prop bet is the best one. Go watch some video. Go look at who's doing the Anthem, how long their usual Anthems are. Give them a little bit extra because they go over the top at the Super Bowl. Bet the prop bet. So betonline.net is the best spot for all your sports scores and news this season. Not just football. They've got up-to-minute info on pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, and UFC, along with live real-time updates of current games. So don't wait to take advantage of all the new amazing offers available for the 2022 season because Bet Online is where the game starts. All right, well, I'm going to break uh, strategy here. I think I probably should pick a couple position players. I think uh, three pitchers seems like uh, pretty heavy on something that hasn't happened quite a bit in the last 21 years. So let's go well, with position 42 player. possible awards were pitchers. So I admire your strategy <laughs> of leaning all in on the thing that doesn't happen as often. Go for that underdog bet. Love it. Um, I, I'd be interested at what Bet Online has to say about a pitcher winning a rookie of the year. We should see. We should see. Uh, I'm going to pick for my next one, Mark Vientos. And for the simple fact that Ryan Finkelstein over at Locked On Mets compared him to Pete Alonso. And that's all you got to do for me. Pete Alonso is probably my favorite non-red that's currently in the league. I love watching Pete Alonso. And Mark Vientos showing that kind of power in this day and age where power is sexy, powers everything to everyone because we're talking about exit velocity and we're talking about launch angle. Mark Vientos is right in the sweet spot of that. I think he. I, I think that is an easy first position player for me given the fact that you know the other top guys are off there. But hey... Jonathan India wasn't the number one overall rated prospect. In fact, I think he was like number 88. So there you, there go. you go. Mark Vientos is my next pick. So one, I have a listener who 
is in love with Mark Vientos. Jeremy, I hope you're happy we fit him into a show. That's the second time I've gotten to talk about Mark Vientos in like a week and a half. I hope you're happy. Uh, but no, no, no. So, I mean, Mark Vientos is a guy that he hit so well for being so young. I think he had a he had an ISO slugging of, of like over 300 last year. Yeah. And so of like guys 21 and younger who – who had at least 300 at-bats. He was like second in all of baseball. So he's got, I think it was 25 home runs, 83 games, really has uh, plus power. And I think he's going to do well in that ballpark. And, um, you know, it's something where the majority of his home runs were hit to right. But, uh, I mean, plus power all over. Started off as a shortstop, moved to third base. Playable there, has a good arm. And I know that, that, that New York needs infield talent. Uh, they're going to have a glut of guys around the middle infield because you're getting Robinson Cano back. I think having the DH will probably help them there. But, you know, he has that like that thick lower half to generate power. His his kinetic chain can just can just absolutely muscle a ball out. So I I I fully expect him probably won't start the season, but I do think pretty quickly, especially if that lineup is not hitting in New York, they're going to call him up for a spark and he's just going to absolutely um crush some balls I and and agree. yeah and talking about absolutely crushing some balls my guy here my last and final pick um i'm going back to position players i want red Sox first baseman tristan cassis so oh, cassis is a guy i he showed a lot Mike Shosha, manager of Team USA in the Olympics, just completely raved about him. I think he hit three home runs, had eight RBIs in the Olympics. And so, I mean, absolutely massive guy, 6'5", 245. So he has the body for first, right? But he, the thing that I want him to work on is he sells out for power a little early in the count sometimes. But he, he, he still understands hitting well enough to, to adjust based on the count. You know, he can choke up with two strikes and still put the ball in play, move a runner over, uh, you know, do all the all the little things you need to do. His understanding of hitting is advanced for somebody his age. I mean, he was a he was a high school guy in 2018. So he's not I want to say he's like maybe 22 or so. Mm -hmm. uh, actually, I'm sorry. Uh, he just turned 22. There you go. Happy, happy. It's a little bit late, but happy birthday, Tristan. Uh, I hope for your birthday you get called up to the big leagues. And I know that, that Boston struggled a bit. When you, you look at the DH and the first base spot together, I think J.D. Martinez, final year of his deal, you might see them move him. You know, it, was, it was a little ineffective at times last year. And between first base and the DH spot, you've got a spot for Cassis to come in and just hit some absolute tanks. Not going to lie, I was kind of flipping between him and Vientos. So I'm a little bit bummed he's not available for my next pick. But yeah, everything that I've read about the guy and anything that Lockdown Red Sox tells me about him, Jake Matt, or, uh Jake, uh, Jake, Iggy, who goes by Iggy, um, and Lauren Campbell over there have only good things to say about Tristan Cassis. They are very excited to see him get called up to the big league. So, yes, that was a guy that was on my list. I'm going to have to think for a second. Yeah, okay. Got it. Here's what we're going to get. This is a Final pick, pick of the draft. Mr. Irrelevant is? Big pick. Huge pick. No pun intended, because this guy's 6'9". Power forward! Just kidding. Right now, he's a shortstop, probably be a third baseman. O'Neal Cruz. 
I'm going to pick O'Neill Cruz. I think he's a bit of a dark horse. You know, that kind of a frame makes you wonder at shortstop, can he stick there? They'll probably move him somewhere else, I would imagine, throughout the season, depending on what their shortstop situation looks like there in Pittsburgh. But the dude's got everything as far as a really good swing. You know, you think about a guy that tall and lanky, how's his bat speed? It's perfect. It's fine. And I think that he kind of can work around the plate discipline. I know that that was a question that they had of him and not the best of strikeout rates. But when he hits, dude kills because of that long and very quick swing through the zone. Plus, he's got some good speed, too. So I'm going to go with the dude who's going to out-rebound everybody in Major League Baseball, (laughs) O'Neill Cruz. He absolutely, I think, physically has the talent to stick it short. And I think a lot of the reason you see folks suggesting he moved to third or the outfield is we just don't know what to do with the six foot seven shortstop. <laughs> We're just not used to seeing it. It's like, don't you, you know, like it's so far down for you to get to the ground to get a grounder. Like, don't you need to move somewhere else? But no, he, back. yeah. And, and, you know, I think that he's, he's going to have a little bit of concerns about range, right? Just because he is so big and so lanky, but you know, you can shift him and you can do things like that to put him in a good position to be successful. And then just offensively, I think he I think he was up for like what six games and he already holds the pirates record for exit below. He had a hundred and eighteen mile an hour single, which if it was me, if I hit a ball 118 miles an hour and that is a single, I want to feel like I got robbed a little bit. Right. But I mean, just absolutely double plus raw power just amazing tools there and it's because he's got such long arms and he can put so much leverage into a swing he is a little aggressive at the plate and i think that's going to help you sometimes that's going to hurt you sometimes Uh, but as he gets a little better at recognizing big league pitches and picking them up out of the hand picking up that's a fastball that's a slider that's a curveball and he's able to anticipate what's coming and sit on it i think you're going to see him crush balls i think that's a that's a great choice. And the good thing is a guy that highly rated, a guy that projects to be that good offensively, you know they're going to find a way to fit him in the lineup. You know they're going to find a way to get his bat on the in the lineup every single day. So some of these guys you might worry a bit about, about playing time. I took a catcher. So, I mean, there's, there's a little concerns there about playing time. O'Neal Cruz, no reason he can't play every single day. This is kind of one of those things like thinking about 118 mile an hour single. I think I would come back to the locker room and be like Han Solo, like never tell me the exit velocity on a ball that's not a home run. Like, (laughs) I don't want to know about that. Like, you you guys keep it to yourselves. You guys talk about it amongst yourselves. I don't want to know. 118 mile an hour single, I'd have been like, somebody just catch it. Throw me out something. I don't know. It's not not even. It it reminds me the first half of the season last year. I think Freddie Freeman's hardest hit ball was caught for an out by the like by the first baseman. It's like, are you kidding me? Like, really? You know, you it's crushed like, the ball. You like, crushed the ball like yeah. one sixteen. It's a it, it, it's a line out. Like, really? You caught that? So when you're rolling through Statcast and somebody hits into a double play, it's like, oh, 105 mile an hour exit velocity though. It's like, yeah, great, thanks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, did, did you a lot of good there, didn't it? Yeah. All right. So so kind of recapping the teams here, um, one through five, and again, like. You know, if if these guys get, you don't have to pick the rookie of the year. If these guys get votes, you get points, and you know, and 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 we'll see at the end of the year who who got this. But Lindsey, uh, shortstop Bobby Witt Jr., first baseman Spencer Torkelson, catcher Adley Rutschman, right hand pitcher George Kirby, and first baseman Tristan Cassis. Uh, Jeff, Shane Baz, Hunter Green, Reed Detmers, all pitchers. 
Uh, we have third baseman Mark Vientos and shortstop O'Neill Cruz. I feel like a good mix of position players and pitchers. I'm really heavy position players, only one pitcher, but I fully anticipate coming back and checking on these guys partway through the season. And then again, afterwards, we'll have you back on and, and we can celebrate the Bengals Super Bowl victory. Hope I didn't jinx it. And we can talk about our draft. If folks want more information about uh, Locked on Reds, the show that you host, and, and, and where to find you and all your great stuff, how can they go about doing that? You can definitely follow me at the Twitter handle below at Jeff Carr with three Fs. And you can follow me at Locked on Reds as well. We're on YouTube. We're on everywhere you can find Locked on MLB Prospects. And we'll be talking about some good Red stuff. And, you know, whenever the season, whenever the lockout thing Whatever. Yeah. Whenever that gets close to ending. <laughs> I'm on Twitter at Crosby Baseball. You can find the show on Twitter at Locked on Farms. Send us your questions. We're having a mailbag next Monday. I need your questions. Locked on MLB Prospects at gmail.com. If you're watching this on YouTube, thank you. We're excited to have you. Please like and subscribe. It really does help the show. Uh, you can find us on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. We're free and available five days a week. Uh, coming up, we do have the rest of this week. We do have uh, another Farm Friday. I believe we're talking National League Central. Like I said, mailbag next Monday. And then we're doing our college baseball previews. Continue on Tuesday with the with the ACC. So stay tuned. But in the meantime, this has been Locked on MLB Prospects. Mm-hmm.